my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear <laughs> and those movies that we thought were great in the mid 80s but turn out not to be chris what are we going to review this week well dave it was my pick and, and I, I went round the houses i had trailer after trailer really really wanted to do you over and i'd looked i'd looked at stuff like you never seen it mr destiny with john belushi i'd looked at um white men can't jump there were just a few that i'd gone through they will be coming at some point but i thought you know what I've got to go back to my roots, Dave. Martial arts was my bag in the 80s, as you know. I love it. And my love for dodgy B-movie karate movies was just all about me. So one that I'd watched loads of times. I think I've watched the second and third one, and I've never watched the other, I think, fourth and fifth one. But the rather dashingly good-looking Michael Dudikoff, Dave, in 1985 starred in the wonderful American Ninja. So do you remember when you first saw this classic, Dave? I do not, but I remember it at the time, and I'm sure I've said it before, but I was looking for a ninja school um, growing up in St. Helens. Funnily enough, Chris, there weren't any, but um, so I was, I was looking yeah. in the martial arts magazines and trying to find a local school, and it seemed to be, uh, they had one in London, I think I found, but it was like, that's not good for me in fucking St. Helens, is it? You know, and I was looking at getting all the knives and the ninja stars that you could and all that sort of stuff um, at a catapult that I remember black you know it, it was all about the ninjas in the mid 80s wasn't it and so I am I, I am positive that I have seen this I just don't remember it and before this review Chris I can tell you I've watched it twice and I still don't remember it <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that's why I, I, I struggle there's some things that stand out to me in this but I do showing my hand a bit find it a bit forgettable so yeah that's that's my lame excuse to say i am sure i watched this at the time i was a bit ninja mad as we all were at that time so there was no way this would have gone by my radar um i just don't actually remember watching it over and over how about yourself well you know what david very similar actually i think i watched this around about 86 87 classic vhs special rented it then, like I say, I was a bit of a Michael Dudikoff fan. I didn't just watch American Ninja. I watched some of his other B-movies. I, I always thought, you know, he had, like, the looks. He was a bit like a Van Damme. Van Damme really took off, but Dudikoff, like, had it. And I always used to thought he was some master martial artist. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. So, But I, I've rented this numerous times. Uh, definitely, Dave. I, I probably, I'd probably say realistically about... Six to ten times I've, I've rented it from the VHS video shop years ago. And then I think I had it on like a copy video at some point. But about last doorway, it was last doorway, because it was my wedding anniversary. We couldn't go away anywhere. Can we stay in this country? And we decided, you know what, we're 50 minutes away. 
let's go to Blackpool for the weekend. So everywhere was open, even though it was all masked up and everything. And we booked a hotel room just past the big one, South Shore, really nice one. It was called the Number One Hotel, which conveniently, Dave, on my YouTube channel, I do have a walkthrough video of that hotel, uh, Felt's Travel nice, Vlogs. But nice. anyway, it's not a bit of PR there. But, but at the back of the reception, the reception area, there was top to tail DVDs you could just, you know, get because there was built in DVDs where you could like watch them in the bath and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, hang on a minute, it's fucking American Ninja. And I'm like, ooh, this could be, <laughs> this could be one that just sneaks into my fucking rucksack on the way home, Dave. You know, but, but genuinely, I saw it and I thought, there's no way Sam's going to let me watch American Ninja on our wedding anniversary. <laughs> So I didn't watch it, but yeah, I have seen it a few times. And I honestly, I always thought Michael Dudikoff was up there with John claude Van Damme as a martial artist, Dave. How fucking wrong I was. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously your first love, though, is your, or your more love than uh, Jean claude Van Damme is, of course, Lauren Avedon, isn't it? And, you know, I can definitely, I can see what the attraction is there uh, from a martial arts perspective. I mean, you know, not of a, course. Not yeah. A... Don't listen to Glenn, Dave. <laughs> Glenn's convinced that, uh, I mean, no, Van Damme is my favorite over all of them, even over Bruce Lee, which I know is sacrilege, but I just resonate more. He was our age when, well, not our age, but I was young enough to remember all these films coming out the first time, whereas Bruce Lee, yeah. I love Enter the Dragon, The Big Boss is my favourite, love them. But they were all movies that I watched around this time, but they felt old to me. They were like 15, 16, 17 years yeah. old. So yeah, yeah. Coffer and Van Damme and Lauren Avedon, they were all current. I watched them as they came out. So I, they always mm-hmm. have a special place in my heart. Not that type of heart, Dave, despite what people say, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, but I, I can see it, you know, with Avedon, obviously Van Damme, the athletic high kicks and spinning kicks and all that sort of stuff. But I'm I'm still waiting to see the martial arts in this one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, should we get dear. into our trailer? Let's go. For two thousand years, the sacred art of the ninja has been guarded in the east. Remember the day I found you. Now. It has come to the West. Remember what is hidden deep in your mind. He is the only soldier. Date of birth unknown. The only American. Who is he? Who is capable of defeating the secret Black Star Army. The mission to hijack a U.S. military arsenal. Your destiny, my son, awaits you. The adventure. The confrontation. The code. I will honor the code. The invasion. The final hour. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. 
American Ninja. Private Joe Armstrong, played by Michael Dudikoff, is conscripted to the US Army by a judge as an alternative to prison. Joe ends up fighting off the Black Star Order of ninjas while stationed in the Philippines. He saves Patricia Hickok, daughter of Colonel William Hickok, Joe's commanding officer, from a kidnapping attempt. But because of the rest of Joe's platoon is wiped out by ninjas, Joe's popularity with his fellow GIs takes a nosedive, even as he is targeted for revenge by the Black Star Master Ninja. Now Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this one? Dave, if we ever needed a hype man for any of these shit show movies, you are the man, my <laughs> friend, because this this movie does not it, it's not how I remember. And what you said just before the trailer is so right. I remember so many bits of this movie, but there's some proper Dallas daytime TV A team shit going on in here. This oh, Starsky and Hutch music. I was going to say the A team as well. Sorry, should have just should have got in there first. But, but genuinely, these proper Starsky and Hutch seventies music. You wait for like Huggy Bear to appear because it's just like so dramatic, but it's contained within one set. Mainly the actual base of the, and I don't remember that, Dave. I I never realised it was all on this army base, but it's yeah, it's fucking terrible. I mean, I said I stitched myself up last time. I've done it again, Dave. This is a film that has not aged well at all. I I, I mean, the opening scene. I know he's kind of put into the army, you know, in t- instead of prison. But he says nothing. You know, you've got the. Uh, You've got the other soldiers, haven't you? And you've got like a commanding officer type, and he's sort of messing around. He's saying, "Joe, you know, you over there, can you pick up my bags?" Like he's a, a valet or something, and he's just there. He's got his knife. He's just playing around with his knife, and he's just saying nothing, like to the point of it just being really uncomfortable. You know, like walk off or do something. He's just yeah. saying absolutely nothing. And then even when it, you know, they go off and they get ambushed, don't they, by all all of these ninjas. And again, it's the fact that, you know, he shows some of his ninja skills, apparently. It must have all happened off camera because I didn't see any. But, you know, the head ninja is like, he must be a ninja. He's got the ninja <laughs> skills or something like that. And I was like, what? You know, he, he basically had a shovel or something, didn't he? And I think yeah. they were trying to get him with a bow and arrow and he's sort of sw- swiping it away. And uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a rough ride, this one. <laughs> but, but the thing is, and you're right, you know, I'd read up on this previously because we were going to do this a, a, a couple of times. I've thrown it in there. And, like, Michael Dudikoff wasn't even a martial artist, which is quite apparent in this. He's a very good <laughs> boxer, Dave, because he can throw a good screen punch. But he, he never had any training. The choreographer, Mike Stone, said, he's athletic, he'll be fine. That's like fucking... Yeah. What what common sense is that to think that you can just train somebody to do it? Because even the stuff, you know... Anything he does, Dudikoff, in this, it's all... You can see that he's waiting all the time for his cue, where he's got to be, what his steps are. You can you can see it on his face all the time. He's literally doing the whole... Everything he does, even though his punches are okay, a lot of the throws he does and things like that, they are like watching someone at the theatre, you know, and they're just going through <laughs> yeah. the motions. And, they, and it looks dramatic, but you know they're overacting and that. And it, 
It's very strange, Dave. And the fact that he doesn't speak for nearly 25 minutes in the movie is just fucking weird. It is weird. <laughs> well, the young girl that they've got there is played by Judy, uh, Judy, Judith Aronson. Do you recognise her, Chris? Was she our team of? She, I, she might have been that as well, but I recognise her more. She's one of the girls in Weird Science. You know, one, oh. of, the, one of the girls they couple up with at the end. Yeah, 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 good call, Dave. So I'd, I'd seen that one a lot more. I said, you know what, Team Wolf, that's one we've got to go back to, isn't it? I've not seen that. I still love that. Since, since the 80s. I just remember the surfing bit, but I don't really remember much else about it. But yes, I mean, she's like proper hamming it up, isn't she, as the, the kind of high-maintenance daughter there. But again, when he rescues her, he still doesn't utter a single word. <laughs> and he just basically... It, it's like he kidnaps her. <laughs> it's like he runs off with her. Yeah. He's dragging her along by her arm. And then she's just sort of sat down, like, with her skirt. And he gets his fucking switchblade out. <laughs> and then plants it right down in between the middle of her legs to cut her fucking skirt. And it's like, fuck's sake, man. Just say. <laughs> you know, just say what you're doing. It's so uncomfortable to watch that, Chris. And you're thinking, she, in real life, obviously, she's thinking she's in a lot of fucking danger there. Yeah, yeah, she does, to be fair. And what's what's good, though, the old ninja skills, Dave, he rips a skirt with his Rambo knife, then pulls off the heels of the high heels. Now, it always bugged me in the recent Jurassic Park. That girl is stunning, the, the uh, Ron Howard's daughter. But the the T-Rex is chasing her while she's wearing fucking high heels, Dave, five-inch high <laughs> heels, and she's legging it like Linford Christie. At least in this, Dudikoff thinks, you know what? And any women out there, I've not wore high heels for a long time, Dave, so I can't remember, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I certainly didn't wear them around, around the uh, streets. But how you would move without the heels on, I do not know. Yeah, no, it's impossible. But but again, he doesn't say anything, does he? He just snaps the the heels off, and she's like, "Oh, they're from Italy." And oh, look, I'm all wet. She's just literally been rescued from a horde of ninjas, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, look at my clothes." And it was just, oh, Chris, it was so hammy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've seen some hammy dialogue before, but this this was terrible. And then she goes from that, so basically being kidnapped and whatever and then you know they want to dry their clothes out so we get a bit of the dudikoff chest don't we he's a you know he's a well-built lad obviously and you've got the girl she's she's getting changed and she's like oh my god if my father could see us now so she's suddenly gone from being really pissed off at this mute who's uh kidnapped her to like being a bit flirty with him <laughs> Well, well, I mean, Dave, look, I always remember in this, so from there, we end up back there. He gets sort of pulled over by the, you know, gets drawn over coals. and sort of like, oh, who is this guy, you know, and all this. I mean, they say they don't even know his date of birth, Dave, but he's been able to join the fucking (laughs) army. What a load of bullshit. But then we get to meet Curtis, the old Jackson, Dave. Steve James, I mean, God rest his soul, he's not here with us now, but absolutely specimen he makes joe look like a midget he's miles taller than him but but he's he's running these martial arts classes and he decides to just pick a fight with him from nowhere and then they have this pathetic roly-poly like you would (laughs) when when you used to play fight i used to play fight with brothers and mates do wrestling and royal rumbles and in fact you know when we had a proper fight it certainly wasn't like that but but you would do them stupid rollovers and roly-polies and then he, he, he like 
knocks him unconscious and then puts water over that. Like, Jackson's just like, yeah, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck off. But even, even before that, and I do remember old Steve James there. He's, he's quite iconic, isn't he? He's got, got yeah. his big cigar, he, just that iconic look. And when he's talking to, to his boss, you know, they're asking about Joe and his background and stuff. He, he becomes exposition man then, doesn't he? He's like, have you heard of ninjutsu? <laughs> and then he gives him all this explanation. But, oh, that was so funny. Like, after the fight, he's like, well, when Jackson's wrong, he admits it, and I was wrong. You know, and he, he's his best mate then, isn't he? He's like, no, you just got your ass kicked, and now it's okay? I, 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 I just didn't get it because I, I just kept thinking, surely everyone would be treating Joe like a bit of a hero. You know, he's basically yeah. the only one. He's managed to save the, the general's daughter. Uh, he's managed to get away with his life. And everyone just treats him like he's a fucking fart in a spacesuit. And it's just ridiculous to me um, that they overplay it, that he's just the arsehole of the base. Yeah, because also, what's weird is Jackson, like, doesn't say, like, oh, you've just kicked my ass, you know, because there's always, to say, there's always someone out there tougher than you, Dave. But he goes, I mean, you could make some money in, like, a wrestling-type situation, <laughs> you know, let's do a choreographed fight. I mean, that's not the first thing I say when someone's kicked my fucking head in. Let's do it again, but let's do it as a wrestling match, a WWE wrestling match. And then, it, like, the, the big fucking grufty, you know, a colonel comes over, a general, then he pushes people out of the way, and he's like... You I've seen the whole thing, and he's like, "No, no, no, he, he didn't." He goes, "Yeah, I did." You know, he sort of sends him to the cooler. Any great escape fans out there know that you know Steve McQueen gets to the cooler, and then Jackson's there chatting with him. So he's chatting away. Joe is not speaking to him. He's dead serious. He literally won't say a fucking word to him. He won't give anything away. The next scene, they've been rolling around the floor, covered in fucking baby oil, and fucking Joe's got his arm around Jackson, rubbing his head and everything, like, "Yeah," and I'm like. What the fuck? This guy is schizophrenic. It is ridiculous. They're both oiled up, both ripped up, and he's chatting away like they're the fucking long-lost best friends. It's ridiculous, yeah. that. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? And I don't know, you know, they're obviously telling Dudikoff to, you know, look mean and moody and don't say much. And I think I know why, because when he does speak, I mean, when Chuck Norris speaks, he's got that kind of gruff macho voice hasn't he but Dudikoff hasn't yeah. at all he's, he's got this when he's saying to the girl like hey, are you okay he's <laughs> like yeah, I suppose he is a good looking guy I suppose he's like David Beckham in it acting at yeah. you know it's like he's got everything by the fucking voice he's just not got the voice has he to pull it off I was listening to so I watched something last night Roger Moore interview come up with um, Michael Parkinson at 1980s summit, Dave, and fought me. What a guy. He was such a good-looking guy, Roger Moore, but it's his voice. And you can see in the comments all the women are like, what a voice. Oh, my <laughs> God. But then you've got Doody, Calvin Beckham, who have got the worst voice. I remember my son got to watch United and her dad, God rest his soul, season ticket 40-odd years, and one of the games, one of the brothers or cousins couldn't go, and she went, he went, do you want to come? And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll come. And she used to work there, and that she never follows footy, really. And Beckham stood in front of her, like stretching, warming up. And she was just like, oh my God, he's stunning. I actually loved Beckham ever since. And then she saw him on an interview. Yeah. Day, and went, All right, I'm David Beckham. You all right? And then she just fucking. Yeah, I just, I just saw the keeper off his line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in Victoria together. You know, it's just like. And she was like, oh my God, what is up with his voice? I went, 
Just tell him not to keep, not to talk. Yeah. I, I have got a story about that, Dave, actually, about a certain place that you, a football team you support. Many years ago, I was about six, uh, 17 in Benidorm, cop for this girl in the club, Dave. And, you know, all was going nicely. Would you like to come back? I was like, yeah, no problem. She was, uh, I think she was a couple of years older than me, a year older than me, Dave. Everything was going great. It was banging the club. Everything was going well. And then she started talking, Dave. And in the end, I said to her, don't talk. Please don't talk. And then she went, you cheeky bastard. You're from Manchester. You don't talk either. So it was a, it was a uh, rendezvous, Dave, without any speaking, shall we say. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as the bag over the head that you were telling me about the other week. So, <laughs> With your mate, hey, of no, course. No. With, with your friends. With me, yeah. yeah. And that, 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 that midget porn, Dave. But anyway, go on. <laughs> You know what, I remember when you were saying that, I remember, um, oh God, I must have been 16, 17 or something, uh, I was away with the school and we went to, I think it was Pontins in Wales, and so, you know, this is North Wales as well, so you do get a lot, quite a lot of people from Liverpool there, and I remember I was trying to trying to pretend my mate was this footballer called Lee Jones, he'd, he'd signed from Wrexham, but this is you know there's hardly any football on tv back then you know it was the match on a on a sunday if you were lucky and that's it this is before all the sky stuff so it's like oh yeah yeah my, my mate's lee jones you know and then she disappears off brings back her mate who's a massive fucking liverpool fan and she goes you're not lee jones <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> I remember him. He had a good game against United. He played in uh, the same team with Mickey Quinn and uh, Mickey yeah. Thomas because he yeah, was playing yeah, there. Yeah. I remember it in the cup. The Cal, uh, it was like the, the league cup, the Rumbelows Cup or something there. But I remember him well. That was when uh, Wrexham were actually they they had a couple of upsets, didn't they? There was that year mm. against Arsenal. Arsenal. And then I can't remember which goal it was, but it was like a ball over the top that Jones ended up scoring. Like <laughs> he scored that one fucking goal in Liverpool. Like oh, we'll buy him. I never saw him again. <laughs> no, no, I remember him signing him because he did. I think he played well against us as, as well. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Chris, back to this one. Yeah, so he doesn't have the gruffest of voices, does he? And he gets put in the, uh, you know, he's taken in by the military police. And then, you know, the uh, the ninjas try to assassinate him, don't they, Chris? Oh, my God. Now, now <laughs> look, I believed all this shit when I was a kid. I believed that there was this higher power of ninjas who were just in the shadows they could be anywhere you know someone with a katana or sort of like a, a ninja star a dart you know a fucking they blow through it like a, a piece of cane or something and they can get get you with like a dart and all this crap and i believed all that and like you said looking for ninja schools so whoever was going to a ninja school in the 80s was having the fucking pants that pulled down dave because there's no <laughs> such thing at all but it's ridiculous and again Dudikoff, you know, after all this happens, you've got Jackson there again who comes and is like, you know, we're talking to Charlie. And then the, the girl who, who he rescues, she decides that she wants to meet. So she gets Charlie, who's just a knobhead, to, to basically come up with this story about, hi, Joe, can you get this message? I'm really, because Jackson can't do it. It's all a setup. But Joe's in his full army gear, Dave. He's got the, the blazer on, the pants on. And then he does this stupid bunny hop over the top of the, the, out of the army base, right? Nearly knocks his bollocks off, does the stunt double. He looks like he's castrated, so he's definitely not getting any action. And it's just, 
it's so unbelievable again. I know these films stretch it, but the fact that he, that it's so easy to infiltrate a US army base by just <laughs> bunny hopping on a fucking Suzuki out of a thing is <laughs> you know, ridiculous. I was mentioning pontins. That's what this is. It's not a yeah. it's not an army base. It's it's a fucking holiday camp. <laughs> it's like fucking high and high or something. Everyone just comes and goes as they please. And and the thing is with with ninjas, like you can kind of get your head around the fact that there's that these assassins lurking in the shadows, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I think Batman Begins probably tells a much better ninja story, doesn't it? But um, it's the fact that for half the movie, they they're all just there in their complete black outfits in the daylight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, again, they're not they're not hiding behind anything. They're not trying to hide themselves. They're just they're just there, plain as day that you can see them. Oh, Dave, what about the ninja training camp? It's just nonsense in it. You know, it, it, Joe, you know, hides under that truck and he ends up with the ninja. And it's just like you're watching these guys. Some of them have never thrown a punch <laughs> in their fucking life, have they? The choreographer yeah. was having the pants down, that Mike Stone. He was having the director off here because I remember this being so tight and everything. And what I would say is, even though I said about the A-team and stuff like that, it looks better produced than a lot of the stuff that we reviewed, martial arts stuff. There's, there's a lot better tightness to the way it's filmed it's just the acting's terrible there's no real martial arts and it does feel like an extension of a daytime tv show it is mm-hmm. i mean i watched the a-team yesterday i watched an old one with hannibal where he dressed up in he was dressed up it was actually john taggart out of beverly hills cop the, one of the one of the good guys one with the bald head with the mustache mm-hmm. he's a bad guy and they're trying to strong arm this restaurant. I don't know why, Dave. It's very much no cheat, no surrender. You know, we're going to take every dojo over in this this, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this small town ca- coffee shop. They wanted to call called Cup of Joe or something because a Joe cup, you know, cup of coffee, Cup of Joe they call it, and it was just nonsense. But I was watching that, and it wasn't far off what we watch in this. Exactly the same, I would say. Special effects, the music, the, the music takes a weird step. The, whatever they paid for the royalties on the music is 1970s a lot of the time. It's really strange. It's like you'd see in the Rockford Files or something. Mm. Really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's not good, is it? But, um, yeah, the, I mean, the ninja school is, is pretty terrible, but... I mean, he catches up with his teacher, doesn't he? So he, he, he turns out... This guy had been teaching him martial arts from from the age of six, Chris, and you know that that's when it all becomes clear to him. I'm trying to think now: is that before or after he finds out that the the colonel uh, or general, whatever he is, the head of the the base, the the girl's dad, is a bit of a baddie? So they try and tell him that you know there's all this trouble going on, there's this conspiracy in the camp and whatever, and then basically shops him. I think it's after because he says this is a part of your last bit of training because he, oh, Joe says yeah 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 that's right yeah, that's before the big the fight at the end isn't it yeah the the big reveal but but it's when he says to Jackson like Jackson's like the corporal but he's sort of in charge of a load of people and Joe can just say anything at this point and Jackson follows and he's he's like saying to Jackson we need this I need a G I need this and it's just like. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like Patricia's there. She's again, Dave, one of them stupid people in these movies who just walks into every bad scene, don't they? You know, whenever she goes, someone's just got happened to have a gun near her or a knife or she gets kidnapped. 
It's so nonsense. And the, the Colonel makes me laugh because he's got a white Primark T-shirt on <laughs> all the way through the movie. Proper cheapo £2 special. Yeah. <laughs> Proper cheapo. It's really bad, isn't it? It's a really, really oh. bad T-shirt. And he's not got the physique to pull that off either. <laughs> That's what I meant. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh. I, I think... I mean, it, it does get to that point where you have the... You know, he, he sort of remembers where he is. You know, the the guy's saying, you know, I called you Joe because that was the only American name I, I knew. But then, Chris, this A-team fight sequence at the end, my word. <laughs> There's yeah. just so much wrong with it. But, but again, you know, I'm thinking, well, he's a ninja. But so instead of hiding in the shadows, he's basically stood on top of a building. <laughs> he's like, so he's like silhouetting against the whole background. It's like, you know, it's daylight, obviously. And so it's like, oh, my word, that's that's really bad. But he's, he's kind of, I don't think he calls him a sensei, does he? But whatever is... Uh, uh, his surrogate dad, his adoptive martial arts father, you know, he gets killed. And then, you know, they end up having a bit of a fight off in this paddling pool type of thing. And, you know, the fact that he's got this red little sash on, you know, so you can tell which one's him. Um, I don't know. This this was this was also a team, and especially when he jumps on the the helicopter, I was quite impressed with oh. that. You know, it, it, but the fact that it it just sort of slowly rose up, so it's like right, can you can you jump on now? <laughs> <It's> like, <right. laughs> then he jumps on. It was uh, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? No, because I think I think the problem is he's holding the daughter to ransom. The colonel gets killed, so he obviously he's a baddie anyway, so nobody gives a fuck about him really. But it's the fact that he tells the helicopter pilot to stop when he's got tanks, armed fucking, like, um, Hummers there. They've got massive M16 guns and everything, but he's, he's bollocks enough. He's got a hand pistol to say... Just hang on a minute. Just wait a minute. And then Dudikoff does the business. And yeah, you're right, Dave. It's stupid. This guy's about 60. Next minute, he's like a fucking gazelle on the outside of the helicopter. Isn't he? And he's shooting at Dudikoff from two feet away. Yeah. And he's got the fucking Stormtrooper laser blasters again, Dave. He's missing him every time. It's so shit. It's unbelievable. But when he, when he rescues the girl and then they jump off onto the... Um onto the rooftop which is you know it's got this red kind of finish to it but you can blatantly see there's mattresses there <laughs> they're all yes. pulled down. yeah <laughs> and you know when they land on them you can see the mattress go up a bit as well <laughs> it's just shot so badly i i'm sure with a slightly different camera angle you know you you could you know you you wouldn't be able to see that but it's the fact that they've just shot it and it's like, yeah, it's red in it. No one will see that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, I guess maybe on the VHS, you might not have been able to see it. You can. You can, Dave. <laughs> you, there's a few things in this. There's very much Chuck Norris levels of like people falling over when no one's actually hit them. Like they've missed their cue in the fight and they just sort of collapse over. There's loads of ninjas hitting the deck for no reason. And then... Obviously, I know he rescues it, but just before that, Jackson goes in. There's one bit yeah. where that Charlie goes, we're going uptown. And he goes up the stairs. These two guys, literally, right in front of M16s, can't hit him. 
Jackson takes him out, Dave, and I'm like, oh my god, that Charlie is so annoying. He's he's almost um, Pierce levels of annoying. Yeah, that was our yeah, yeah. Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, you know, with the Hoff. It, it's I have I've done myself up here, Dave. I was hoping that you would be fuming, and I'd be like, this is amazing, but it's not. It really is. It's aged badly. I know it's a canon special, and Michael Dudikoff is a legend for doing a lot of these canon movies, and this was the one that put him on the map. But for me. It's just completely fell off a cliff from what I remember. And I'm with you. There's so many things of this I do not remember. I've not watched it probably for 25 years, and mm. it shows, it really does show. It's a really, really shit movie. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I, I did like old Action Jackson getting that. Uh, he gets the bazooka shot right in at the end on the helicopter, doesn't he? So I, I did yeah. enjoy that bit. Like I say, I think he's probably the best thing about the movie. I think I think he's even better, more enjoyable character than Dudikoff, to be honest. Yeah, because he's he's playing it like a cartoon character. Yeah, and 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 he's playing well. Dudikoff doesn't know whether he's serious or whether he's supposed to be jovial. It's really strange character, Dudikoff. But yeah, Steve James is great in it, and he Dave, he's more of a specimen than Michael Dudikoff. He's, he's fucking. He's a, built like a brick shit house. He must be about six three, six four. He's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, he's, he's in good shape, isn't he? And uh, I know we've raced through that a little bit, Chris, but I don't know if I've got anything else to say on it, to be no, honest. No, Dave. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. Let's just get into our review scores. <laughs> Let's go. Right, Dave, I'll go first. It was my pick. I put you through this movie. I hold my hands up and say I put myself through it as well. It didn't go to plan again. Another bollock <laughs> dropped by me. <sighs> this is not a good movie. I, I would like to see the second one because I've got memories of the second one. I think I've seen that more times. I, I don't know why I always say this, but I always felt the sequels of a lot of the movies because you knew the character and they were trying to sort of make it bigger and badder felt better. So I'm definitely going to watch the second one at some point in the next couple of weeks, but it's terrible. Dudikoff is awful. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He's great looking for a lead character. He's got no martial arts skills whatsoever. Absolutely a joke of a casting, really. I think it's more on his looks than it was anything else. Steve James is great as Jackson, and he ends up doing a few movies himself on the back of this as well. He's really good. I think he was in I'm Going to Get You Sucker as well, which I watched years ago. It was a really shit comedy one, Dave. Really bad one, but I'll have to watch that at some point. However, didn't like it. The, the close setting of it showed it was a million dollars for the budget and it was really strange. It was just like an extended version of the A-Team. So I think I've got to send it to Alderon, Dave. I can't give it anything. Now, I've done it before when I've took the piss and got but I loved it. I didn't. It was garbage. So yeah, Alderon all day long. What about you, Dave? I think I might surprise you here. So this is not a good movie. Uh, it's got low budget written all over it. But I kind of... The, the nostalgia is kind of waving over me because I, I just think back to that time when ninjas ruled the world, basically, and certainly ruled our screens and our hearts and minds. So I, I, I was watching this, and, and genuinely I, I thought... I. I I don't understand, other than his rugged good looks and he's in good shape, I don't understand how Dudikoff was, was cast for this. And obviously, it's his most iconic role, isn't it? I think people around our age group, 
a lot remember Michael Dudikoff as the American yeah. Ninja. So, you know, I, I just think going back, it just doesn't hold up at all. But I, And even though I'd say a lot of it is quite forgettable, you know, I'm still not sure I completely understand the whole villain plot. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just an excuse to see some ninjas fighting. I, I, I didn't dislike it. Uh, certainly not enough for me to send it to Alderaan. So I think it's an Elm Street for me. I just think that there's, there is a bit to enjoy in this. I think it's got more to do with Steve James, if I'm honest, than it has for Michael Dudikoff. And he does have those great looks. I think he looks more like a TV actor than a movie actor, if that makes sense. But, yeah, um, get that. you know, absolute good-looking bloke. Uh, could have equally done, I don't know, Street Hawk or... <laughs> Airwolf or something like that, but no, he was our American Ninja, and I'm sure you know it's not just us that remember that movie fondly. So yeah, it's 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 not great, it's not completely terrible. So yeah, Elm Street, good stuff, good stuff, Dave. So Dave, we have a new Patreon, my friend. We've got uh, the wonderful Daniel Herbert's joined us as a Patreon. So big thanks to Daniel for doing that, and uh, we will be in touch regarding his pick dave if it's as long as it's better than american ninja well if i don't know we'll see the, the worse the better i think that is a low bar isn't it that is an absolute yeah. low bar so yeah hopefully uh hopefully dan can get in touch with us and, and we'll find out what his pick's gonna be i want to thank all of our patreons so dan included i want to thank jack i want to thank maths uh we've got blake we've got john hammond we've got brett from cinema chat podcast and we've got tony farina as well so those guys are our executive producers for today for this wonderful masterpiece that you have bestowed <laughs> upon on us <laughs> <laughs> you know what though dave you know what i'll be honest We'll announce we're going to do this, and everyone's going to be like, I cannot wait. Oh, you go- it's going to be great. And then when we shit on it, they're like, you bastards. You know what? I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I reckon John and Max and, and possibly even Glenn are going to be oh, after us. They're, they're Max, going to be like, what yeah. are you fucking... Max in particular, I think, yeah. He's, he's going to have like, us. You're a fucking wanker, you. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, fucking Dudikoff is a legend, and this film is great, so fuck you. Yeah. Sorry, Max. I know I know I'm gonna get the comments straight away, so I apologize. But Dave also, you know, we did the poll, I mentioned it on last week's show, and you lost, my friend. Well you won, but you lost. The votes were cast, it was your fault all along. <laughs> it was Dave Oryx all along. Along. So so this week's quiz, I'm not sure poll, sorry, I'm not sure what it's gonna be, Dave. I might try and be a bit more fairer, but I always get the, the most stick in it, Dave. So, uh, you know, if you can get there before me, that by all means, Dave. But as the social media manager, you know, it's, it's only right that I get control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, like I say, it was, it was not you or it was me. So I'm always going to lose that one. But I do enjoy these little polls that you, you put out, to be fair. It creates a, a good conversation for a Friday. Yeah, it's a good laugh, to be fair. Now, Chris... I have grown weary of having to watch these nonsense things that you refer to as martial <laughs> arts movies, right? <laughs> weary, I tell you. Next week, I am going to bestow upon thee a classic. Not just, not fucking No Retreat, No Surrender 5, or whatever. <laughs> King of the Kickboxers 2, or whatever that one is. And I know we've got to do that at some point. This is going to be, unfortunately, it was Bruce Lee's last 
film. It was this big Hollywood blockbuster, and it is Enter the Dragon. Roper, Williams, and Lee, the deadly three, penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. A fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon. The first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon is Roper. He was in it for the money. U.S. karate champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper, Williams, and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons. The human body. Enter the dragon from Warner Brothers. Now, Dave, that trailer, I'll be honest with you, it's given me proper hairs on the back of my neck job. I've watched Enter the Dragon loads of times, loads of times. I so much so that when I did my back in around 99 before my wedding, I got Sam to walk on my back, Dave, to help me. Didn't help me, mate. Ended up <laughs> off work for three weeks because of it. Because I said, I saw Bruce Lee do it in Enter the Dragon. So I am really looking forward to this one. Really am. That, was, that wasn't that was Bruce Lee, surely. It was, uh, wasn't that Roper? One of them, Dave. But I mean, I used it in the film. I used it off the film. And I said to her, it's Bruce Lee. I obviously got it wrong because my fucking back was, I was absolutely in agony afterwards, Dave. And Sammy's very light as well. So I can't even say that. She, she was... Uh, proper, I, I don't know why I thought he had helped Dave and it didn't. <laughs> Honestly, I was in fucking agony for weeks after that. So Enter the Dragon, I love, but I hate as well, Dave, for the same yeah. thing. You know what? I've not seen this one for a few years, I must admit, but I used to watch this so many times. I I just absolutely loved it. you got Roper there. Again, still a bit... <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting how his martial arts fits. You know, it, it doesn't quite... It's not that bad in my mind. I've got a feeling that one isn't going to uh, stand up. But Williams, of course, I reckon he's he's going to stand up. You know, you can't forget him going, I'll have you, and you, you and you. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Hangman. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hangman. It's Mr. Handman, isn't Handman, it? Handman, Handman, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Dave. I feel, I feel like that at the moment after watching American Ninja. I apologise. I know, I know. So... Oh, We'll save all the rest of the impressions. Apart apart from, I told you, my favourite one is the guy who's supposed to be from New Zealand. Uh, when he when he's on the boat and uh, Bruce Lee's saying to him, like, you know, it's the art of fighting without fighting. And the guy's going, the art of fighting without fighting? <laughs> it's like you're from New Zealand. <laughs> you went an oldie there once, Dave. <laughs> so uh, I can't wait to do that one so anyway Chris with this being your pick the final thing I've got to say is what are you going to finish us off with 
Well, Dave, I think you've jumped the gun there, my friend, because we I haven't given have. out our social media that's, uh, that's what I was contact. So <laughs> what I will say, guys, is, and I saved myself, um, if you want to contact us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And like our Patreons, if you do want to support the show, and we really appreciate you guys, we've got all sorts of tiers there from £1 all the way up to the McFly, where we all go off to Vegas, which hopefully will be very soon if someone actually wins the lottery. And that is patreon.com forward slash VHS strikes back. Now, Dave, it was very good that you did that. And I really appreciate the way you led on to me, my friend. <laughs> but as always, Mr. Deflection, Mr. Batfink, he's only going to say one thing. How are you going to take us out today, my friend? <laughs> well, I will just drop a quick plug, actually. So uh, John and Jeff from the Predator Minute podcast oh, have started their new podcast, and it's called Seen It All. So Seen being S-C-E-N-E. So Seen It All. And so they're, they're upgrading from doing a minute at a time, and they're going to tackle a particular scene from a movie. And they've started off, they've just released their first episode, which is the uh, uh, the truck ch- truck slash motorcycle chase in Terminator 2, so a bit of a classic there. But it takes me back to when those guys came on, and we did Ninja 3, The Domination, didn't we? And in that, the best line of the movie was, only a ninja can destroy another ninja. I'll see you next time. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. You go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid Yeah, maybe you crazy. You ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in six months. I must break you.